0: to do it, right? Um, and it's that's how we started figuring it out that, yes, this attack can be franchisable since before even 2020, but I didn't have the guts to do it until 2020 happened, pandemic.
1: So you make the decision, you you become a franchise or start the process in September. Did you use franchise consultants to help you? How did you go about even becoming a franchise? Like, where, where do you go? You've decided that you want to do this. How, how do you even find help to help you do that
0: yeah so so we have one of the uh, the board of directors of district taco is, is Sam Chamberlain okay and um, and he put us in contact with other um, you know consultants and and all that so yes we we did ask a lot of questions how to do it so if you
1: think about your expectations on day one well let me fast forward how many locations do you guys have now
0: 14 uh, two two franchise open right now 16. Okay.
1: you you get into the process of doing this what is your how does the dream change what is the dream when you decide to become a franchise
0: i don't think the dream change i think since day one i really wanted to expand with this retacle, right either it was going to be all um you know corporate on or it's gonna be franchise uh, franchise world i think what happened was that um you know we we wanted to grow in a fast pace right and and we have really good franchise we have we had before this tackle we we're getting a lot of emails from people that want to franchise this tackle right mm-hmm. um and that was that was before the pandemic for the all the franchise world so at that point, we already had this pipeline of people that wanted to franchise uh, District Taco. So we, you know, we contacted them back again, right? And um, we got together, you know, we, they went through District Taco and, um, and, and they really liked what we were planning to do. So we decided to do it with them.
1: So now you have a few, few open, a few franchises open. How about, I assume you have a bunch in development too?
0: Yeah, 75 stores. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Like can you, as
1: an entrepreneur, can you pause and pinch yourself and say, I mean, this is pretty crazy from a food truck. And so like your vision was, I know how a good taco tastes and Americanized tacos do not hit the spot. So you knew you had the product, but now, like, can you pinch yourself and say, "Wow,
0: we we're actually developing this thing"? Um, I it's not easy, Nick. I mean, look, okay. I think <laughs> you know you're laughing about this because I'm I'm telling you it is. Um, we we treat our um, our franchisees like partners. You know, um, they can call me anytime, and I'm there for them. Right? I always say we want to make sure that or franchisees are very successful because that's how we're going to be successful, right? So even though it's a different business, I'm still seeing everything. And, um, and, and I feel like I'm more, more partners with them than, than I am with my managers, you know, my store managers, because we work together a lot, you know. So so this is, I mean, this is great um, what's happening for District Tackle, you know. Um, now, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm a dreamer. I, I'm, I'm, I came to the United States when I was 16 years old and I always wanted to, you know, um, do something better every single time. I started selling flowers, you know, when I was a little kid at 13 years old, right? And, and it's funny because somebody um, asked me one time, at uh, what age you actually decided to be an entrepreneur? And then I'm like, huh thinking about it, it was when I was in Mexico selling flowers, you know, mm-hmm. it was in Mexico selling popsicles. You know what I mean? So, so I always had that dream that nothing is impossible in this life, but you just got to think about it. You know, you just, I always figured out while we're going, you know, so, so yes, I can, I don't know the next, you know, what I want to do was next for district Taco. I really want to put district Taco on every American dining table. You know, that's what I want to put this for You know what I mean? Because that's actually what I'm what I'm bringing on the table today. I'm bringing a quality Mexican food made fast. You know, it's um and, and, and I think we're going to be going to go big.
1: I want to I want to unpack something from, from your story because because I hear it uh, and I have a feeling you, you won't like me saying this, but I can tell that you're you're a humble guy. Like you said, like my franchisees can call me anytime and I'm there for them. That's that's a mentality that's that's different. You're you're an operator, you're not like a suit and tie business owner who who just looks at PLs. Like you can tell that about you. And I bet you, like if you if you flash backwards to selling flowers in Mexico, that that same customer service centric mindset. I I'm sure I'm sure like money is always nice, but if I'm guessing, the the motivation for you is almost like winning the game. It's not about the cash that comes alongside it.
0: That it's about a game. Is it? Are those accurate statements? That's, that's actually wow. That's that's really good. Well, money is very important, right? Um, ROIs, right, is is extremely important. For me, is a more proving that it can be done. Right for me personally, for me, you know, um, and, 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 and yes, I am more like an operation guy, you know, um, but I have hired people a lot more smarter than me. I cannot even done it without them. You know, This Taco wouldn't be the same if I didn't have those guys, right? I mean, my team is amazing and, and I always tell them, if this Taco is very successful, it's not because of me, it's because of you guys right it's because of them but i always hire a lot smarter than the next one right if this guy's smart i need to hire another one that's smarter than that guy and we keep building that company with the same mentality of keep improving every single day
1: i'm, I'm curious as, as a leader i mean I, I respect that tremendously like i think the best businesses in the world are built around great great human beings or you know there, there's a rare scenario where you have a, a steve jobs who's known as an asshole but his genius really motivates people around him um but when you're when you're recruiting someone in in today's world and you you hear about the labor markets being being tight you're finding the right person that you're like this person's smarter than me is it money that drives them in or is it culture or is there some sort of combination when you're trying to convince someone to expand the depth of your team at district taco
0: I think it's a combination. I mean, look, I. If if you you are in a place where they're paying you very well and you don't like the culture, you're not gonna last, right? You're just gonna go for the next thing, right? So so for us, I think it's a, just a combination of yes, you get paid very well, but also you like what we're doing. You know, we're not micromanagers. We um we believe what you have done in previous companies that you can do better with this company with this tackle you know what i mean so so we let in um letting getting more developed or um and getting to their max um knowledge they can do you know what i mean we um, if we were a company where constantly we're stopping them when they have a thought right we were never going to get better. You know what I mean? So so I think for us, it's more like, okay, we, we are here. How can we be to the next level, right? Help us to get there.
1: Do you, think, do you believe in business to be successful? You need a little bit of luck too? Did
0: you need luck in the beginning stages? Well, look, um, there's a picture of my business partner that I'm seeing right here on the screen. You know, in um, in. I don't know, man, like I'm, I'm Christian, you know, I believe in God and, um, and, and it's something that I, I feel like if you do good, you know, good things going to happen to you. Right. And that's how I met, um, my, my big business partner, because we used to be neighbors. So he was putting together a, um, um, playground in, in, in his house. And, um, and I have tools, you know, I'm from Mexico. I can build anything. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was like, hey, how are you? I just moved here with my mother in law You know, um, uh, I got married with, you know, my wife, Jennifer. And, um, and you know, we're going to be neighbors. So it's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, hey, do you need help? I can, you know, help you put this thing together. Um, and that's how we met pretty much. We put together the playground, you know, and then, um uh, we was starting hanging out every weekend until I lost my job in the construction industry in 2008. So that's how we got together, you know. And then he was like, dude, your food is really good. Um, why don't you just just um, open a restaurant? And I didn't have any money, you know. I just lost my job, you know. And, um, and, and, and I was like, I don't know what else to do, you know. So he's like... There's a taco stand in. There's a food trucks in in Texas, right? When I go to Texas, you know, there's a lot of food trucks down there. And um, and why don't you just do that? So I went online and I started looking for food trucks. And that was like a hundred thousand dollars for food truck, right? It was it lots, a lot of money for me? So and then um, but there was uh, another option, and that option was the uh, a hot dog stand that you can reconfigure everything inside. So I was like, I had a truck and, um, and I can tow my truck and there's a trailer that I can reconfigure everything. So I pretty much put everything in my mind, how I was gonna work inside the taco stand, right? So the next weekend, and it was $20,000 for that taco stand, well, hot dog stand, that I made a taco stand out of it. Um, next weekend, I went to Mark Wallace's house next door. And I said, dude, you remember this idea? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, here's, um, you know, option A and option B option B that, you know, I can buy it for $20,000, but I don't have any money. It's like, dude, you want to do it? I mean, your food is excellent. You know, you're really hard worker. Um, I'll give you the money. You know, I created businesses before and I never created a business before, you know? So he's like, i'll help you um, and we do it together so it's like are you sure and i'm like yeah i I was like i'm in you know let's do it so was that luck i have no idea you know i think it's one of those things where i i wasn't afraid um he wasn't afraid you know and and i even said this i had i didn't even finish my uh, high school right when I came to United States, 16 years old, I was washing dishes. I was, you know, trying to learn the language so I can make 25, 25 more cents so I can be a prep guy, right? Um, and and I'm just moving to the next thing, moving to the next thing, moving to the next thing, right? So this guy invested in in me, you know, invested in in, um, in the personality that I have, in the, you know, um, being a hard worker and um, and here we are after 14 years, you know, so yeah, maybe a little bit of luck, but also being, you know, um, keep believing in yourself. I think that's what it really got me here.
1: Two, two, two comments that I want to make on that. One is, I mean, to go through losing your job, knowing that you're probably your mindset is you were probably the hardest worker at that place. And so it's probably hard for, for you to go through a process of feeling rejected when you didn't do anything, anything wrong. It's like life, life just happened in the economy and everything else. And then for you to pick up the energy and still press forward, that's, that's, that's something that a lot of people struggle with. So I think that's, that's an awesome part of your, your journey. I also think like, it's, it's interesting to hear, hear your, your story. And this is this is probably the the one negative thing about franchising is when you have massive startup costs it kind of eliminates that that story from a lot of people like it strips out the next you who has all the grit and hustle in the world that nobody can out hustle them but they don't have the capital and that's that's probably the saddest part about franchising is because now now a business like yours is has grown into being a larger investment the bootstrapper can't can enter into it. So it's such a beautiful story. And I I imagine when you're you're meeting franchisees, you're also trying to like look between the lines and say what's what's that chip on their shoulder that might be an intangible that says I press forward if shit hits the fan.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. It's um you know like I say we, we choose the the right franchisee. Right. Um. We we have rejected a lot of people and not just because we don't think they're they're good people it's just that uh you know um it is it needs to feel right you know um I want for them to to really be like 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 me or like you know um just be all the time at the restaurants I, I want you guys to be at you know knowing that the freshness is extremely important for district Taco you know um i'm, I'm a I, I do. I love sports. Right. And I'm a very active guy. So I want for them to be active too. You know what I mean? I want for, for them to, to be um, to be great with people. Right. So we don't want for them just because they have money. They, they feel like they can just invest in, in this retirement you know, I want for them to actually be um big, just like me.
1: So do you not now that you're, you know, Almost, almost three years into franchising or into your franchise journey, are you pleased with how many have come on? Are you anxious?
0: So, or... so just to be clear, Nick, um, like the um, in even though we had this idea in 2020 when we said, "Oh, this product could be franchisable," we actually started franchising like we, you know, we got racist in 2021 you know, at the end of 2021. So so it has been pretty short period of time um, when we we started franchising. Do franchisees,
1: when you meet them, do they or are, are they attracted to your story? Can they see like you're going to have their back? Is that part of the magic?
0: Um, I think so. I, I mean, a lot of them, we don't have a lot. Franchisees, but you know, um, one particular, two particular franchisees, they have say we have invested in you, you know, uh, you know what I mean. So, so that's it. Put a lot of pressure on me as well, you know. But uh, but I feel um, very happy, you know, that uh, they trust me and and they they believe in my my vision.
1: Well look, I mean, I, I love your story. Uh I think I've 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 always said this. Brands don't sell brands people do. And yes, you've you've figured out a way to create a point of differentiation uh in the marketplace and the way that you prepare your food. But ultimately I'm I'm gonna buy from you. Like your story is what's gonna get me excited. And knowing that, you know, there there's some value in as sappy as this is to have a shoulder to cry on like being an entrepreneur or business owner is not not easy being a franchisee is not easy and most of the time you're you're buying into a business that all of a sudden you may have been an expert in sales and marketing or you may have been a general manager of a restaurant but now you're thrown in and it's like well now you have to have all labor relations food supply chain landlord lease management staff like it it's complex and to have someone like you that says let me tell you my story. I went from selling flowers in Mexico to moving to the United States, to not graduating uh, high school, to fighting my way through, to losing my job in 2008, to finding someone that believed in me and giving me a shot, to doing this and then hustling through. And then in the middle of what's arguably the toughest moment that us as human race and in our generations are gonna go through uh, the pandemic, I said, "Let me build this opportunity for others." Like that's that's a pretty cool thing, and I I'm grateful that you've you've shared that story with me.
0: Yeah, no, thank you, Nick. I, I think, but also I want to I want to make this clear. Yes, you know, I bring a lot on the table as you know, um, being one of the co-founders of District Taco and the the actual guy who created recipes and everything, right? But but he's here's one thing, right? If I want to make sure that district tackle can function without me too, you know what I mean? So, so the, the franchisees um, are are safe because we created something that, um, you know, is nothing like us is in the market. There's a lot of wannabes over, out there, right? We don't want to be a, a wannabe. We want to be district tackle, okay? We want for Nick and, and your family go you guys want something fast um mexican you know where um you just walk in put your order and 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 walk out right where you're gonna have great tacos there's companies out there that make great burritos right and they're the king of burritos we wanna you know i we see them as a the role models as well because we do sell burritos right and then there's another company that sells very uh fast um hard tacos right So that's fine. We're in the middle, right? We're in the middle where we're selling, you know, the really, you know, great tacos, very fast. You know, we love to grill. We make salsas in-house. And um, and I'm getting hungry right now that I'm saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and I look, I love my product. I love my product so much that I eat there every single day. Right. So. So this is this is what we're doing for for franchisees and for future franchisees that we want to make sure that District Taco will live forever, you know, with me or without me.
1: What a what a great great statement. Let I, I just want to make sure that we we hit all the marks. If someone's watched this, they've been captivated by our conversation. Anything else you want the franchise buyer to know about the
0: opportunity before we close out? No, uh, look, any any there's um. I think for people to understand what's district taco, they really need to try it. Right. I think um, there's a lot of taco companies out there. We focus so much on food than not alcohol, right? There's a lot of taco companies popping out right now with the bar, right? But we don't we don't want to focus on, on alcohol. We um we focus so much, we don't have a bar, right? In some of our stores don't sell beer. Um we um we focus so much on on our food and um and we make it very basic and clean as well right so um so I think that's um that's what makes um, make us unique and and if anybody has any questions on the franchise world you know for um, how to franchise with District tackle you know they can email us um, and and we, we personally meet them uh, tomorrow i'm going to meet a uh prospect that you know um, that i'm meeting with them directly
1: all right. Well, look again. I'm I'm cheering for you. I I like the underdog story. And look, if this doesn't work out, you could just start up a flower business. I mean, there's still <laughs> plenty of room. Oh, you
0: better work out, Nick. There's no okay. way back. Okay, there's. I'm telling you, I'm not going back. I always said, either go, either go, go all the way, or go back to Mexico. All right, you know? you're going all the way. Are you, are you <laughs> see the going I'm going all the way, man.
1: I love it. Osiris, thank you so much for sharing your story. This is another episode of Meet the Zor. Take care. Thank you, Nick. That was great. Thank you so much for sharing your story. That was awesome.